Well, it's a good thing that the children went on back to Children's Church because we're going to have a replay of VBS in case you weren't here for VBS. They were, and so they're gone. So now you get to find out, well, what do they do at VBS anymore? I had to admit to the first service that all I could remember about VBS from back in the day was it was for two weeks from 9 to 12 in the mornings. We got to have Eskimo pies. We had cookies and punch. No, not punch. Cookies and Kool-Aid. And we made some cool crafts, and some of them I have still to this day. And so, uh, but I don't remember what we learned. So somewhere there must have been some things that went in the think tank. So I'm hoping that what we shared with them this week, I hope that they remember. And as you can see this morning, they remembered several things and you would be amazed uh, I assure all of you parents we have nothing taped or recorded so there'll be no children <laughs> saying anything that you just you just never know what kids will say right but I'm just amazed and so blessed to have worked with the children this week and to know what these children are thinking because they've got lots of things on their minds today it's a tough struggle for them uh, children at school, new kids at school, different things. Uh, so they've got just as many things going on in their lives as we do. And we need to recognize that and throw our hugs and kisses around them all we can. Uh, the, the One of the themes was Jesus rescues. And every time we heard the word rescue, we were supposed to grab our arms together because Jesus was rescuing us. And I'm sure all those people in El Paso today they need those arms of Jesus right now around them, rescuing them, right? It's not just the struggles we read about. It's our everyday lives. No matter what it is, you get a phone call. Jesus, rescue me. That phone call was not good news. It's just not for VBS. It's for every day, folks. The first day, the, the theme was shipwrecked, rescued by Jesus. And one of the first ones was when you're lonely, Jesus rescues well, I did find uh, with one group, I think it was maybe Glenda's group. She's already gone. But I said, well, have any of you ever been lonely before? And one of the little ones started crying, yes, I'm lonely. I want my mama. So I, I'm like, uh-oh, try not to talk too much about lonely being lonely. So skip over that. So, But uh, when you're lonely, uh, and children have lots of reasons to be lonely, don't they? Unfortunately for little Melda, we had what we called every day, it was called a kid vid. And these were taped situations, they were all true. And uh, this little girl, Melda, at the age of three, her, she, her father died. We don't have any details, but she was from, and if they were here right now, they could tell you exactly where she was from. She was from Africa. And, uh, and they can show you on the map even, because they showed us on the map exactly where it was. And she was lonely. So she was adopted, perhaps, or um, not necessarily adopted, but she was called to be part of it's a group called His Little Feet. And best I could see from the video, it reminded me of Watoto. Do you remember the group called Watoto years ago? They went to the schools, and I know they were here at Cassidy at least once in different churches I've heard them sing at. And it was a group of children, mostly those children had been orphaned by HIV and AIDS epidemics in their communities. And so the, and uh, Watoto is still going strong today. But they take these children in and house them and, you know, educate them, provide homes for them. And then they come to the United States and sing and go around to different groups. And uh, they have that 
one-on-one, -on -one, you know, like with the brothers and sisters within all the children. Well, it showed Melda going off from her uh, home of Africa, and she came to Colorado. And lots of children knew where that was, and they'd been to Colorado. And uh, with this group, His Little Feet, and she sang, and she found out now that she had friends that cared about her. And she wasn't as lonely, because she knew Jesus was always with her. Well, this is a young girl, I can't remember if she was eight or nine at this time, but at three is when she became orphaned with the death of her father. So that's when we learned the Bible verse, the Lord will hold me close. And we could repeat it about twice, and then they knew it. And then each day we'd try and back up and go over the Bible verses, and they're so sharp they remembered them every day. The Lord will hold me close from the scripture. Psalm 27.10. Isn't that a scripture we need to remind ourselves of each day? Don't we sometimes wonder and wonder what is going to happen or what's going to happen next? And don't we need to remember that the Lord will hold me close? He is holding us close. And children, uh, they love to tell different stories about being left out or lonely. Think back in those days when you were the last one picked for the team. Remember at recess? Or maybe you didn't get invited to the birthday party that everybody else did. We need to remember and, and watch out when we're in that same situation as adults. Different reasons cause us to find loneliness, and it happens to all of us. But we need to rest on his comforting promises. That he's present and he's with us, right? Jesus assures us that he's his forever friend. He's our forever friend. And just as we could do with the children this week, Jesus rescues. Jesus hugs us at any moment as we ask. The Lord will hold me close. So on day two, we started talking about the scripture that day was from Luke 10. And it's about Mary and Martha. And, you know, I've already uh, had my true confession that many times I can find myself being a Martha and uh, always working on that. But uh, when we worry, Jesus rescues. And I know probably for most of you here, none of you are worry wards, so this is probably just going to go on over the top because nobody here worries about anything. But kids worry too. Kids, our students today, our children, our youth, they worry too. They have struggles about fears, other children, uh, anxious about their family situation, the world situation, the violence in our world. Here's a study that they quoted. It says, one study found that children today are more worried than the people who were hospitalized for anxieties in the 1950s. Just think about that. Our children today have more anxieties than those in the 1950s who were hospitalized for anxiety. Yes, we can read about the scripture and we know it says, don't worry, take all your difficulties to the Lord. He will bear them for us. But do we practice that? Do we practice turning our worries over to Jesus when it comes? Or do we say as a last resort, okay, I'll give up my worry. Just get me through this. Maybe you need to have a God sighting. That's what the children did every day. We talked about God sightings. So what is a God sighting? 
Well, for us, it was seeing the joy in the children, the love they had for one another, for Jesus. What about a sunrise or a sunset or a rainbow? You can't imagine all the things that we saw that were God's sightings. I think we probably named every animal, insect that God ever created. But they're God's sightings, right? We're reminded about his power, his glory, that everything belongs to him, that everything comes from him. Everything is his. That day we saw a story about Shiloh. She had moved. She was going to new school. She started uh, for her first day, and one of the things, interesting things that the children noted you know, most of the time nowadays we have uh, meet and greet the teacher or whatever they call it nowadays, something like that, Jill, right? But uh, where you take the students in ahead of time and they get to meet their teacher and find out where their room is and blah, blah, blah. Well, in this video, uh, the mom sends the dad to take the two to school because she said sometimes dads can, you know, have that extra word that helps them out. And so dad was encouraging them, oh, you'll make good, you'll make new friends, it'll be easy, you'll like it, you'll do okay. And so of course dad gives a big hug and kiss as the kids get out of the vehicle and they proceed into a new school and with that fear in their eyes. And so she takes her little brother to school or to his classroom and then there she is, doesn't know which way to go, doesn't know which hall is her classroom. She finally finds her classroom, and she's kind of scared to go in because she's thinking, what if I don't make new friends? But she opened the door, and sure enough, there were two new friends waiting there to meet her. So when Shiloh, when she was worried, God came to the rescue and sent friends. We talked about several different days. Sometimes God doesn't come directly, but he sends someone. Have you ever been one that God sent to be someone for someone else? That love of Jesus, that handshake, that smile, that first person in the neighborhood. Have we ever extended Jesus' hand and love to someone else? When you feel worried or sad or upset, our hearts can be heavy. One day our snack was, uh, it was supposed to be a fish, and on the inside of the body part was popcorn, and then on the other end were Skittles, yum, and so, and then the end, of, the other end of the fish was just kind of feathered, that little bag, you know, and so you had to see which end was heavier. Well, obviously the Skittles were heavier, but it was to remind us that that's what our worries do. They get heavy and they weigh us down. Many of us probably have things that are weighing on our hearts right now, right? But we can lighten the load just as the children can do. We can do it too. Lighten the load by turning it over to Jesus, giving him the Skittles, getting off that heavy load. Christ doesn't want us to have heavy hearts, so we need to pull out our worries and pour them out to Jesus. Excuse me. And then lastly, on day three, when we struggle, Jesus rescues. Well, at first I wasn't sure what the video was going to be about, but come to find out it was about swimming. And, of course, the children enjoyed this. And we found out that Gunner was 12, almost 13, as he stated, and he loved to swim. He had been swimming since he was two. 
He was swimming in the pool with his friends, and he saw his friend Hudson. Hudson was going around the edge of the pool. You've seen it. Couldn't touch, didn't know how to swim. He's shimmering around the edge. And then the next thing Gunner knew, he was gone. And he could hear someone hollering, help, help. So Gunner was the hero. He went to the rescue. And he rescued Hudson, who couldn't swim. And he put him, he took him to the side, and the moms came out, hurrying, worrying, you know, as we do. But he was just fine. So from then on, Gunner had a new friend in, in this young Hudson. Hudson got to be a swimmer, too, and he was on the swim team. And now they were friends. So his struggles may have been with the water, but don't we all have struggles of our own? Don't we find sometimes we're drowning in family issues, financial help? You name it, it happens to all of us. We all struggle with different things, and our young people do too. They struggle with succeeding in school, making choices of right to wrong, family issues at home. But Jesus saves us from these struggles. If we go to him for comfort, for grace and peace, he reassures us every day that we don't have to face our struggles alone. So as I thought about each lesson each day, I thought, this happens to all of us. It's not just for VBS. It's for you and me for every day. Worries, loneliness, struggles, the situations we face each day, right? But the promises are the same. Jesus still comes through. Jesus rescues. Be still and know that I am God. Isn't that one we kind of have to shake ourselves up and remind ourselves? Be still and know that I am God. He says maybe it's so easy that we can just give three friends high fives. So maybe it's just three handshakes. Maybe it's three smiles. Maybe it's a three how are you doing today? Oh, I just called to check on you. He uses all of us. It doesn't ever stop for his side or our side. We continue to be a source of strength for others as he calls us. I want to thank each and every one of you who brought snacks, did snacks, made snacks, helped with the team members. I can see, I can go through here and you all, I just appreciate it so much. It was so encouraging, and on Wednesday night, we had a picnic and cookout. I'm not sure how many we finally served, but it was a whole slug of people. And if you were able to come and enjoy those evenings and those times with us, I, I think you'll see that we had fun. And I don't know, do we have any pictures? Are they coming? We don't have any today? Okay. Well, we were raising funds, you know, you bring money still to Bible school like you used to do. And so we were raising funds to give to uh, Salvation Army because we did Christmas in July. So that's where all of our funds went. And Pastor Steve and myself were having a little contest to see who could have the most money in their baskets. And so, I don't know, Pastor Steve won, but... We both shared uh, the, the losing or winning, I don't remember what you'd call it, but we both got pies in the face. So for you adults who were here and got to see it, it was just a wonderful experience. And I'm not sure that Pastor Steve's going to sign up for that next year, but we told him it was a tradition, and we did it here, and he needed to just jump in there. 
So we did, and I think the kids enjoyed that. They kept chanting out his name, Pastor Steve, Pastor Steve. So uh, it was a joyful experience, and I hope the children remember the love of Jesus with joy and fun. Uh, and to, in case you were wondering, Pastor Steve, he's on a cruise, excuse me, for having worship today. Uh, but uh, as you know, uh, when they're asked to move, they many of them already have plans uh, already made. And so when he was asked if he would be able to move, he said, well, yes, but I have a cruise planned in August. And of course, they they gave him the okay, that's fine. Uh, his dad died, I believe it was 12 or 15 months ago, and so his mom has been working on this cruise for some time. And being her only baby boy, <sighs> we keep rubbing that in. <laughs> but, uh, and then his two children, Savannah and Alex, and then an aunt, uh, his dad's sister and her uh, granddaughter, I believe, they are all going, so it's a kind of a family cruise that his mom's been working on for this past year. So we uh, have asked for safe travels and blessings on their time together, and uh, he'll be back a week from tomorrow, and then he closes on his house a week from Tuesday. So he's excited to get back and have a home so we won't have a homeless pastor anymore. So that'll be exciting. All right. At this time, let's prepare for Holy Communion. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You created light out of darkness and brought life forth and brought forth life on the earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. In the fullness of time, you gave your only son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. And at his birth, the angels sang, Glory to you in the highest and peace to your people on earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. As Mary and Joseph went from Galilee to Bethlehem, and there found no room. So Jesus went from Galilee to Jerusalem, was despised and rejected, as in the poverty of a stable Jesus was born. So by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. As your word became flesh, born of woman, on that night long ago, so on the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks, 
to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in your remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world. Until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Let us now pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. <laughs> 